1: <laughs> Boy, do we have a new year, New Year's treat for you, Suns fans! Kevin Durant out tonight, soreness with honest hamstring. It happens. Uh, you take a look at the way that he's been playing recently, and on all of the minutes that he's been logging in his last few games. It's understandable that when you're playing a team like the Portland Trailblazers, who are nine and twenty-two entering the game, that he he might be, you know, sore. But 43 minutes of a couple of days ago, 41 minutes, 39 minutes, 39 minutes, Kevin Durant's sitting out. Sore hamstring is what Frank Vogel says. Says he's day-to-day, and he's expecting to only miss one game. So who do the Phoenix Suns turn to? Matthew, it's none other. Bowl. Welcome to
2: 2024.
1: Apparently, it's bull bowl, bowl season.
2: Yeah, way to kick it off. And uh, Booker should have probably sat this one out as well. Um, I know they maybe KD hurt that thigh by maybe falling on the dance floor. Who knows, man? That's a tall dude to dance, right? I'm sure he fell a few times. <laughs> so a little sore from that, bumping and, bumping and grinding on the floor, dude. <laughs> Celebrating New Year's Eve last night. Um, well earned it, time off, man. Do you imagine if he was off, though, like during what was going on last week? Like, what the fuck's wrong? You know what I mean? Now, like a couple wins, it's okay. You earned it. It's all yeah,
1: good. he's not grumpy. It's not like, oh, Kevin Durant is gone uh, because he's upset with the team or he's frustrated. It's like, no, they're playing their asses off. They're winning games. Go ahead and allow him to sit out a game and recover uh, because, I mean, <laughs> assumption all day long. It, it's clear that KD and Booker went out to the club last night, right?
2: Yeah, they all did. But, you know, KD's the older guy, so he gets the, he gets the time off, right? <laughs> I think Beal just coming back. Of course, he has to play. Booker's like, I'll push through it. I'll be okay. What he's starting, one for twelve. <laughs> it's like okay. Yeah, it was so bad. We called out sick, dude. <laughs> yeah. So, just,
1: uh, but to the rescue, the Phoenix Suns and their bench—a team that you got to remember. Just a night ago, against the Orlando Magic, scored a mere six points in the game. Tonight, you get one from Drew Eubanks, two from Utah Watanabe, three from Kade Bates Diop, three from Josh Okogi, twelve from Eric Gordon, two from Jordan Goodwin, and yes, eleven. 11- from Bowl Bowl. So we're going to talk, obviously, about Bowl Bowl. This incredible bowl win that the Phoenix Suns had to start off the 2024 season. But first and foremost, we want to thank everybody who's joining us live or join us at a later, later time. If you're watching, if you're listening, if you're hanging out with the Suns Jam Session Podcast, truly appreciate you, truly appreciate Biscuits and the Bear. $21 in the Super Chat. Everyone watching the Rose Bowl, we watching the Bowl Bowl. I love that biscuits in the bear always donating whatever our, our margin of victory is and i'm happy that we have a little four game win streak because guess what christmas just happened and we're all a little broke now so every one of your donations truly appreciate it uh, from the bottom of our hearts a reminder that if you want to get some nice threads head over to phoenixfits.net that's f-e-n-i-x f-i-t-s.net and enter the promo code sunsjam10 to get fly gear like what you see up on the screen and if you're listening, just imagine the flyest gear ever. It's dope. It's fat. P-H-A-T. You got to get some of that. And Brightside Night is just around the corner. So if you want to donate $15 to Brightside Night, it will send a kid to the game on the 16th against the Sacramento Kings. So make sure you stop, stop by suns.com backslash brightside to do so, or visit brightsideofthesun.com. We've got advertisements all over the place. So uh, appreciate that. Don't know if you can tell, Matthew, I'm a little under the weather tonight. <clears throat> I'm not feeling it. Uh, I'm, I'm getting something, man. 2024, starting to sick. I had half a beer last night, and I'm like, I'm still. I've been trying my whole life, like, to wake up on 20 the new year and feel okay. You know, obviously, when I was a younger lad and I was in my 20s, I used to get schlitzed, and I would wake up throwing up, puking, and rallying, just living the, that life. But since I've got, gotten older, I like to relax, like to hang out, stay in protect the dog from all the fireworks that are going on and still here I am feeling like shit on
2: you feel like crap yeah you had a half a beer you know I have these pills they're called the after party pills you're supposed to take three before you go to bed two in the morning they're supposed to cure any kind of hangover even a sip of a beer but they gave me a migraine so maybe you can have them and <laughs> anything I try different my mind's like nope migraine but I'm I'm right there with you man like last night like I don't I don't want to go out. I don't want to do anything so I'm on the same I'm in the same boat as you
1: I just want to watch the Phoenix Suns, and guess what? We got back-to-back nights of that, back-to-back wins, starting off the new year right. So pop them if you got them, Suns fans. Even though I'm sick, I'm still going to pop open this Goose Island IPA. Uh, It's delicious. Oh, yeah, it's crisp too, and I might need that that hangover pill or the Viagra pill, whatever you're talking about. Go Suns. (laughs) Suns defeat Northern Trail Trailblazers by a final score of 109-88 to 88 tonight. Which brings me to my first question, and don't worry, it's not about Bobo.
3: Oi, Matty! Mate! I've got to ask.
1: Matthew, we only scored 109 against the Blazers. Like, why can't we score 120 points against this fucking team? We lost to them 109-104 the last time we played them. It's like, why can't we put up 120 against this damn team? Is that a serious question? Yeah, it's more facetious. I want, to talk.
2: I <laughs> want, know, I, I'm more apt about the 21 point win. You know, we finally got that 20 point win I've been waiting for, and we had all the, the bench guys in with the last five minutes. So I was more focused on that. But yeah, the the scoring defensively it looks good for us, right? 88 points looks like the old San Antonio Spurs there yes. 88, 88 and 88 points. Ooh. Yeah what's
1: what's what's impressive is the Phoenix suns. For those of you who didn't watch the game and you rely on the sun's jam session to give you an update of what went down is the suns gave up 29 points in the first quarter and they only scored 20 because of course they would, they gave up 59 points the rest of the game. That's impressive unto itself. So I'll ask you this in a, in a non-facetious question. Was it the fact that the Blazers are that bad or were there things defensively that we saw from the Phoenix Suns that give us some hope that this team is starting to turn it around a little bit on the defensive end?
2: Yeah, I mean, um, Beal has mentioned it back-to-back post-game interviews where this team is trashed offensively. They got to pick things up. He's mentioned it, and you like to hear that from one of your leaders. So I think yes. it's a little bit of that. It's a little bit of the injuries from the, from the Blazers, but also – I mean, you can say it's the injuries, you can say it's the Blazers, but the Suns last week were losing to the Blazers, we're losing to these shitty teams. They just turned it around. We felt it last game in the game before that. They felt it felt like they turned things around. And you have a guy like Scoot Henderson who's really trying to be the ultimate playmaker. So you're kind of experimenting with that guy where he looked good in the beginning of the game, but then kind of fell off. So it's a little bit of a mix, I feel like, where it's the Suns defense. And just how like even Bulbul came in there and just, they knew what to do defensively, the switching and stuff like that, the, the stuff that we mentioned last pod, yes. they really cleaned that up. But then also you have the Scoo Henderson thing where he's going to start to kind of turn the ball over, kind of not look as good as he did in the first half because he used all that energy and the sun's kind of figured him out towards the end.
1: Yeah. I mean, you look at the Portland Trail Blazers as I mentioned, <clears throat> excuse me, as I mentioned before, nine and 22 entering this game. And, they have no DeAndre Ayton in this game. Robert Williams is out for the season. No uh, Anfernee Simons. So you have two of their starters potentially and and, and probably their best uh, bench player just not playing. So the expectation entering this game, as I mentioned yesterday, right? I said, how do you win this game? Be yourselves. Be yourself. Be yourself. Be who you're supposed to be against the Blazers. And they were tonight. Now, from a defensive standpoint, it was frustrating in that first quarter because the suns were kind of doing phoenix suns things if you will. They were uh turning the ball over, you know, uh allowing the blazers to get out in transition. They were shooting horribly. I mean, the suns shot 30.4% in the first quarter. Conversely, the blazers shot 50% from the field, 33% from beyond the arc. But the suns then turned up the defense and what they did was not only force turnovers but The other side of that is the Blazers aren't a great team. That's why we were so frustrated when we lost to the Blazers back on like December, whatever it was, December 19th, I think it was. We were so frustrated because this isn't a good team. And they had plenty of unforced turnovers as well. You look at the final box score, the Phoenix Suns uh, scored 30 points off of 19 turnovers from the Blazers. Conversely, we turned the ball over 16 times, only three less but only gave up 15 points. And that's the key. And again, you don't like to see that number 16. Now, a lot of those kind of came in the fourth quarter. I feel if I look at the box in the fourth, uh, we had four of those turnovers that led to six points in the fourth. So uh, that was the second team unit at 531 mark when Frank Vogel empties the bench and everybody goes out there. Yeah, there was some discombobulation that occurred, but I feel like there's some strides that are being made on defense. And I think that you made a great point, Matthew. The fact that Bradley Beal calls them out and says it in post-games, yeah, we're trash on defense. We need to work on this. That is what you want to hear. Booker, as much as we love him, gives you very vanilla answers when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yep, we got to be better. Yep, we got to work together. Yep, we got to communicate. You got Bradley Beal going, yo, we trash. And I like that.
2: No, yeah, I definitely love that. It's something different. I hate the post-game interviews, but then when he's saying stuff like that, and you can quote it and be like, hell yeah, man, call this team out, especially when you're just getting back. Um, But with the Suns' first quarter, there's like this comfortability now with this team. I know it just switched so quickly. Like they turned that corner like quick, like all of a sudden you can kind of trust this team in those situations, where they're down 29 to 20. And you're like, okay, book starts one for six in the first quarter. Like that's a big reason. Beal has like four points in the first quarter and Durant's out. There's still yeah. not panic there. It's just the energy, right? I'm a big believer in like, you can feel like, I don't know if it's like lines. It's like a line that's directed between people where you can just feel the energy from across the country, Across the city, you just kind of know, you know, when you text somebody, it's like, I can kind of feel their energy. I, I just don't think they're going to respond or they're going to respond. Like, I just, I know I'm going to get a response. Like, I just can feel it from that team, through the TV, from the arena. Like, I just know for a fact that they can come back and beat this Portland team. I think last week or a week and a half ago, I wouldn't believe that because you can feel it through the TV that's, that the team did not have that energy. You're missing one of the big three guys again, and we're like, oh, no, is it panic time again? Like, we have to worry because Kevin Durant's out. We just had only two games with the big three. It's like, no, I'm good. here in the night off. It's just that's how quickly things turn because you can just you can just feel it, man. Well, you know what that's called, my friend? That's called
1: chemistry. And this team is slowly starting to develop some chemistry. And it's crazy that the reinsertion of. Brad Beal is kind of what's dictated that chemistry and I mentioned it on last night's pod it's the energy in which he plays with the playfulness in which he plays fit with this team is so serious right uh, I think on the broadcast last night uh Kray or, or Eddie Johnson was talking about how Eric Gordon and Yusuf Nurkic are two of the most serious players they've seen they're like they're so even keeled like after a big play no emotion after a big shot by Eric Gordon no emotion, just business as usual. You couple that with the fact that Devin Booker and Kevin Durant are two students of the game who are highly intense individuals. And you have a team that doesn't have very, their personality is prickish. Their personality is one of seriousness at all times. And now you've inserted onto the court, Bradley Beal, who likes to have fun. He's an elite scorer goes out. There is highly memeable. As we've stated before And all of a sudden, there's a little fun around the Phoenix Suns. And you don't necessarily need fun to win championships. But guess what? When people are having fun, it's contagious. You can feel it through your TV. You can feel it while you're in the arena, just as you mentioned. It's chemistry that's being developed with this team since the reinsertion of Brad Beal. I didn't see this coming. I've watched Bradley Beal from afar. But at the same time, I've never actually watched game in and game out. I've seen him eviscerate the Suns and have a good time doing it nice to have him on our team now granted he's not going out there and putting up insane numbers he had 21 points tonight on four of, or eight of 16 shooting he had four rebounds he had one assist a steal and a block you know four turnovers nothing great but it's the energy that's what's changed about this phoenix suns in just two weeks
2: yeah and i think they definitely needed that but also like his energy he brings is kind of goofy too right i kind of did not yeah, expect I like, it. It. like you said from afar you didn't know what to really expect you know the name but even, like, not to kind of compare, but Grayson Allen getting here, we didn't know. We would get this Grayson Allen, right? Yeah, seriously. Field can score the ball, but we didn't know that he can kind of tie things together with that goofiness because, like you said, KD and Book, they're not really goofy. They're kind of just too cool for school guys, right? Yeah. So you kind of need that guy in there to mix things up and kind of get the crowd into it in a different kind of way. And we love it so far, obviously.
1: Absolutely. And it's... The, the corner, it feels like, has been turned with this team. Now, granted, four-game winning streak, three shit teams, right? Orlando, I think I saw a stat today that Orlando, the win over Orlando, is just the third win for the Phoenix Suns over a team with a winning record, right? So they we talked about this mid-December when the Suns were going through their struggles. They have a long road ahead of them as it pertains to their schedule. Right, they've they're playing a lot of bad teams. If you take a look, let's see here. If if I look up uh remaining schedule strength uh on tankathon, according to that, the Phoenix Suns have the second hardest strength of schedule remaining. We've yet to play the Celtics, we've yet we've got two more against the Wolves, we've got two more against the Bucks because we haven't played them, two more against OKC, uh, one more against the 76ers, two more against the Nuggets. Right? So the the w- combined winning percentage of the teams that the Suns have yet to play is 534, all right, best in the league, second best in the league. So there are some challenges that lie, to he- lie ahead, but you got to win these games, and that's what the frustration was two weeks ago when we lost to Portland is we were losing to teams that you shouldn't be losing to. We're on the winning side of that now. It's nice to see.
2: Yeah. And I think the experimentation with the rest of these guys coming off the bench, it's a good time for it. I know like um, there's guys like Saban Lee that got the opportunity in Adoka, but then also you just saw the, the drop off of Goodwin and Eubanks. So it's kind of a good time to really get these guys in there to see what you have. And so far it's, it's been pretty decent. So um, I think when the Suns move forward in this hard schedule, I think Vogel kind of knows who to throw out and when to actually have those guys together on the court.
1: Well, and he threw a curveball at us tonight because with Kevin Durant out, one of his first substitutions was Bull Bull. up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's... Bull Bull, motherfucker. Bull tonight goes for 11 points, 9 rebounds, plays 19 minutes, Matthew. He had played 19 minutes the entire season. 19 minutes tonight. Uh, four of six from the field. Hit a three pointer. Uh, had a block uh, right off the bat. They pulled the block from the, the stat sheet, but he had a block right off the bat. So I see. I see. I see the chat. I see lazy Sasquatch. Remember when John said Bowl was ass? <laughs> I'll tell you this. Okay. The way that I look at it, I don't love Bowl Bowl, but I love Bowl Bowl tonight. Okay. I loved what he did tonight. I absolutely do. So I'm not going to sit here and eat crow because I still think that Bull Bull is somebody who uh, can be played off a court fairly easily. I think that this is a team that lacked size on the interior with eight and out. And I think that they took advantage of it. And it was a smart, smart move. You know, I think that Kota Kid, Bull Bull over Devin Booker tonight, that's a fact. He outscored him tonight, man. If you told me today that Bull Bull would outscore Devin Booker and Devin Booker was playing. I would have thought that you were still high off of all that sticky icky you were smoking last night and you had one of those hangover pills uh, and you were on ketamine because <laughs> I think uh, you'd be out of your goddamn mind.
2: The sticky icky. Yeah, ooh, I ooh, know, weird. right? You'd be a little bit high. Maybe smoking some crack, too. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm right there with you. I mean, you got to see some more. I think we saw some glimpses from Sabin Lee and Odoka. And I know Bobo's a different story. He's like a superstar that isn't. Yeah. Everyone wants him to be right. Everyone just gets excited. He walks off the court and he has a post game interview. He walks off the court. The fans are going nuts for that guy trying to give him a high five. It's a different kind of thing. So of course, when he has a good game, we're going to be like, Oh, Bobo's fucking awesome. But this is a perfect matchup really for him to go into and just kind of find himself because defensively you want to make sure that he kind of knows what he's doing. And he looked exactly like he knew what he was doing out there. Of course he had that block. It was just, I think it was Saban Lee or not it was Kogi. And then he came and just like he had the backside of it, which he helped out with it. But just him like seeing the floor when he's getting the rebound, like passing it up and just getting it to Bill. Bill on, on basically the fly, like his passing in the open floor was just great. Running the floor, his steal, taking it to the house with the Euro yes. step. You already had it in yes. the drop. Already added. Boom. Like, those those are huge plays for him to to build that confidence. And I know all Suns fans want him to be great, but right now it's just like. You can kind of see he kind of found himself a little bit, and he made a few mistakes here or there bringing the ball down when he shouldn't, but you just you kind of want to see what he looks like with Nurk, and then you got that opportunity. It was kind of cool. I mean, I think just having those two on the floor, it can be something in the future you can see more often, but I just think right now, like you said, like you're not going to eat crow yet. You got to see more of it, and I just think you'll be able to see a little bit more of it here or there, but with the schedule so tough, I don't know. I think tonight, which is one of those where the Suns got out, you can feel the energy there, the connection they had as a team. Maybe that's all it takes for this guy to kind of feel himself and feel confident because he didn't make a lot of mistakes. So I'm like, oh shit, dude, get this guy out. He looked very comfortable. So it's it's kind of like pump the brakes a little bit, but there's something there. A little bit. There's, some, something there, there. there's
1: something there that we need to, as a team, continue to explore. And I think that, as you mentioned, with some tough matchups ahead, I don't know if he's going to get the playing time. But I do need you to talk a little bit because I think I'm going to sneeze. Hold on. Okay. Talk. Oh,
2: John's going to sneeze. Achoo, bless you, John. Whew. You all right? Whew.
1: Mm. Delicious. That was very comfortable, as John Tran says in the chat. I'm not going to go long-term on Bowl Bowl. Okay, I'm going to take tonight for what it was. And it was a great night. It was exactly what the Suns needed. It was an adjustment. I don't know if the, the Portland Trailblazers were ready for it. As you mentioned, he was comfortable out there on the court. He played incredible. Uh, if we believe in him, maybe good things will happen, even when he boltends the ball. I mean, there's there's 20 different reasons why Bull Bull is great for content on uh, brightsideofthesun.com and Suns Jam Session. Like, bring <laughs> it. I'd love it. So appreciate what he was tonight and know that perhaps this is, this is the start of something, or perhaps this is a one-off in which he played very well and we have to see him out there again because I'm like I don't want to be that guy to be like, well, I, I don't know, but I don't know yet. I don't know. I, I what I've seen behind bes- before this game was basketball that didn't look like basketball. So you know the way that he had his defensive rotations and and how he guards the perimeter, but against Portland tonight it worked and I love it. I absolutely like I said I don't love Bo Bo, but I loved him tonight, man. It was fun to watch. Uh, if you're at the arena, it must have been uh, spectacular. It Must have been the high energy. I just think that it was a, a great night for Bull Bowl and a great night for the fan base who was in attendance and us watching because you got to see something new, unique. Bull bull was trending on Twitter tonight. Like, that's awesome. That's the fun stuff. Is it sustainable? We'll see. Do I think so? No, that but that's just me. If you disagree with me, cool. Then you can think that it is sustainable and it does a sustainable. <laughs> Shit. There's so many with these. There's so many. He's people bull. We don't know. Uh, yeah.
2: Um, you know what, and I, I think the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway for me tonight with Bol, Bol is that he wanted his, right? He wanted to get his point, his 11 points. He wanted to make sure that he got the touches around the perimeter and just to jack him up. Like, that's what I like to see. He wasn't hesitant with that. Even with the game, I think there was 26 seconds left and he's trying to hit a three. Like, I just, I don't care. I want that confidence in that guy. Like, forget about like, oh, I'm going to go down in the post. Like, hopefully throw him in the balls. like, no, go move around. You know, and when you get it, pump fake get to the rim or just jack up the three i don't give a fuck like as long as you believe in yourself man that's all we want to see that's all well, i want to com-
1: see confidence what do you think about frank vogel putting him out there with Nurkic? had him playing the four what do you think of that
2: no i love that i think the whole twin tower thing is it kind of reborn with those two is it nurk bowl or Nur? i don't know bolich Bullish
1: Bullish. Bull- like <laughs> Nurk bowl.
2: Yeah. You, it was kind of cute because I think uh even when Bull got the got a rebound once over Nurk, Nurk was like pointing, like, oh hey, pass it to me. Like it's kind of like fragile. Like, hey, hey, I don't know if you know what to do with the ball. He's like, no, fuck. And He like just throws it up over to Beale. He's like, I know what to do with this ball. Like, so there's a little bit of a guidance there from Nurk and how Nurk can just make sure like he's in the right spot, make sure that they're Really boxing out, and that's the one thing with Bull. I know he's skinny, but he was finding his man and boxing out. He's gonna learn learn a lot from Nurk, and it's just so crazy because you don't know what position he's gonna play. But him next to Nurk, you just want that size, especially with KD being out.
1: Well, that's what I enjoyed about it was the fact that with KD out, he he ate some of those minutes. He got 19 minutes tonight. With KD out, you need somebody to step into those minutes, and Bull Bull did. He was productive in doing so, and they had him out there in sets in which he was playing next to Yusuf Nurkic and that was a wrinkle that we haven't seen now granted it's only been 19 minutes prior to this game of bull bowl so there wasn't a lot of opportunities to see this but i like that frank vogel is really utilizing the roster especially when you should be when you play the portland trailblazers like fucking experiment with it right like kata bates the op who who we haven't seen you know here's a fun one for you let's see uh there it is. You know what time it is. Trivia time. When is the last time Kata Bates-Diop played?
2: Five games ago.
1: Give me a date. I can't. I don't all well, They all blend together.
2: December um 22.
1: Okay. The last time he played was when Bradley Beal hurt his ankle. December 15th against the Knicks. Oh, you know, So he hasn't been playing Damn. for a long time. So Frank Vogel was throwing out all the stops tonight, and I like that he did. And again, against the Blazers, a team that is not very good and has a ton of injuries, you do this because of the reason that you stated, in, Matthew. It builds confidence. You want these guys to be as confident as possible. They are the bench squad. There's going to be instances in which their production wanes and their confidence wanes, and we want them to to build upon a game like this. Granted, the next game we're playing is against the Los Angeles Clippers. They're a pretty good team. Mason Plumlee, I think, just just came back. So they have, between Avica Zubak and Mason Plumlee, they have some depth on the interior. So you might see more Yudoka Azubuki. But I think that this was a really good uh, and productive performance, obviously, that I just like to see Frank Vogel experimenting, man. You know, so often yeah. with Monty Williams, that was the challenge. Is we sit there and it's like, hey man, based on this matchup, like let's put Aaron Holiday out there or let's give Langston Galloway some run. And he never would. Vogel did tonight, and I
2: appreciate that. Yeah, he has to. And you can kind of feel the confidence from these guys. Like you can like KDB, like he had that once in a while. Like earlier in the season, he had that where you can trust the dude. It's kind of gone. It's just it kind of just flies away from these dudes. I don't know what happens, but all of a sudden it's like I I guess maybe defenses figure them out, but we do know, like um, Michael Cobb did say, that KDB is still a defensive liability, like him, Watanabe, like we figured that out. But what Vogel likes to do, and we talk about all the time, is like give it like five games to see how it works. Even Yudoka, like he only played the four minutes tonight. You had confidence in that guy, but it's kind of gone too. So maybe that's why he threw Bobo out there tonight to see what else he had behind Eubanks, because that guy is basically a lost cause. So you have to experiment with this right now. And I love the fact that, you can get it from a lot of different guys. Maybe he knows the reason the the re- reason that Saban Lee didn't play tonight. Maybe he knows he's like, okay, I can trust him in these certain instances, but I got to see who else I have, right? So Nazir Little not playing tonight. Um, nothing to really worry about. I think you kind of know what you have in that guy. He kind of lost some confidence. So the bench is still a little sketchy. And I know Koki just got back, but is gonna kind of have to work himself in because he was pretty shitty tonight, too.
1: Well, and I also think that based on the matchup, you're gonna not Play your normal rotations again in an effort to try to build confidence in these guys because I think Nasir Little uh, does play well and he is somebody who the Suns are going to rely on especially in a, in a game against like the Clippers for example like I honestly think that we will see uh, some some of him some more Kogi because that's a, a different team and a team that's going to create fits because of their offensive prowess the the Blazers aren't a great offensive team and you pull the fact that they don't have Aiton and they don't have Anthony Simons and Tumani Kamara, who's been giving them, you know, a bunch of minutes uh, as a starter. He started 22 games for him this season. You know, it's it's one of those things where you give these guys an opportunity to play and build confidence in a shit game, knowing you got a good one up uh, upcoming. And here's the other thing that, that might have happened, okay? Maybe when you talk about bull Bowl, Bowl, right, and you talk about KBD, maybe they weren't invited to Devin Booker's New Year's Eve party. Big Dick Booker. Pure speculation by the Suns Jam Session podcast here, but Devin Booker looked hungover tonight. Four of 16 from the field, 10 total points. He had eight rebounds and six assists. He had a steal. He helped the team in other ways, but man, he had like wide open 12-footers. He had one wide open 12-footer, missed it, John, John Tran big brick booker tonight yeah, amen right. to that um yeah I mean it was just it, it was one of those games where he just didn't have it together thankfully the rest of the team stepped up and helped him out because it was it was kind of ugly Matthew
2: yeah um, book aimed towards the middle rim I don't know how many rims <laughs> he was seeing out there but it looked like a couple of them on those shots the wide open shots even the one where he got the rebound it got blocked from behind I feel like the whole possession took about maybe 12 minutes it was like what is going on right now he's just like oh hey i got it back oh oh what's going on okay so then he was just like i'm done for the night and then he had a he, couple things later like, on he, but... he
1: has like ice underneath his headband like, <laughs> yeah. he's like trying to cool yeah, his, head, his forehead get over,
2: that, get over that hangover but i mean he is young so i think the next day when you're hungover, it's kind of fun. Sometimes you're still kind of drunk. So I remember those days. It was kind of cool, but I didn't, I didn't notate tonight. I'm like, is Booker kind of dumb? Like what's going on? Because I was like, can he just not grasp this offense with this big three coming back and full strength? But I was just being a jerk over here, but um, he did Jeez, start the, the first quarter. What one for six. He had three, three, three going on three points. He had a yes. three offensive rebounds. And he had three assists. Um, so if you look at his stats for this season, they still look so good, right? The only thing that kind of um, upsets me a little bit are games like this and stretches where he might miss out in the All-Star game because of it and because of how great the guard depth is in the West. This is true. Um, so his stats look good, but you're just not getting a whole lot of Booker highlights of good fucking solid games from him where he's scoring 40 or hitting big shots and just hitting 10 in a row. You know what I mean? Like you're not getting that from him. It's kind of going everywhere else in the NBA. That's the only thing that kind of bothers me because I know it's going to be we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the All-Star game and how he's not going to make it as a starter and stuff like that. So I just want to prepare everybody. It's going to probably happen again.
1: Yeah, I mean, the guard depth in the Western Conference is stupid. Like I today was one of those triple vote days for the All-Star game. So I, I went and I voted I voted for Booker and KD and God, who else did I vote Turkish, for?
2: Right. <clears throat> Best time in the league, man.
1: No, nah, I voted for a Jokic and Luka nah, and, and LeBron. So no. No, nah, I'm, I'm Bill Simmons. Nah, he's going to get injured. No, not, Nurk.
2: No, not, nerd. No, <laughs> he's not nerd. too consistent. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, he's just out there all the time just giving a shit. Yeah, I don't like that. Uh, when he looks at the rim, he sees just one right in the middle. He doesn't see four like Devin Booker did. That's the problem. Is Devin Booker didn't see three rims today, he saw like an even amount. It was like four or six. So when you shoot for that middle one, it's really hard to hit. Because it's not in the middle. It's actually just off kilter just a little bit. But, yeah, it's unfortunate. You know, the 10-point performance, uh, taking a look at, excuse me, taking a look at how he's performed thus far this season, I think that's his lowest point total, right?
2: It has to be man.
1: Well, let's look it up real quick. Uh sponsored by These Nuts. All right. So lowest output. No, he had an 8-point game against Toronto, but that was the game where he hurt his ankle. So
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and he was 2 of 12 in that game. So this isn't the worst Devin Booker game, but it's the second worst. Uh, easily his other previous uh, point total low this season was 20 points. He did that a couple times, once against Houston, once against Dallas and Houston was just a couple days ago. So but what we are seeing is team basketball and that's what's important right now so you look at the stats you go oh man Devin Booker only got 10 points or Kevin Durant last night uh I mean what he I think he ended up with 31 he always ends with 31 Bradley Beal 25 21 tonight right you're not going to get these huge scoring outputs you're going to get even offense and that's what's important right now is the even offense that the Phoenix Suns are providing in the way that they attack uh, opposing teams is multiple players in double digits. They had, what, seven players in double digits tonight, right? So, met Metu at 14, Yusuf Nurkic had 18, Bradley Beal was at the high mark with 21, Grayson Allen at 12, Booker, he got there, he had 10, but you had 11 from Bowl Bowl and 12 from Eric Gordon. So, you do those kind of things, you win basketball games because it's even distribution. And that's what, when we look at this offense in its totality, that's what's important. What is our biggest challenge last year in the playoffs? Devin Booker and Kevin Durant had to carry this team to the finish line every night, and if they couldn't, the, the Suns lost. What were some of our challenges earlier this season? The exact same thing. Unless Booker and Durant combined for 60-something points, the Suns don't even stand a chance. But what we're seeing with the chemistry that's developing at this point in the season, again, against subpar competition, I understand that. But you're starting to see even scoring. And you're starting to see the team opening up. And and more importantly, the teammates of the big three become comfortable with taking those shots. Feeling okay, not feeling like, oh, I got to... I mean, Chimetsi Medu had eight attempts tonight. Okay, that matched Yusuf Nurkic. Uh, Eric Gordon took 10. That's what he should be living right around 10 shots a game. I'm okay with that. So uh, with with Grayson Allen going 4-7 from the field and 2-5 of from beyond the arc, all of these things are what is going to progress this son's offense the way that we've wanted it to do. So if anybody complains about stats or, man, Booker, I wish you'd go for 30 a night. I want him to be an all-star. Because that's going to happen. You're right, Matthew. Right around the corner is the all-star break, right? We're about a month and a half away from that. And and voting for the all-star game closes. God, I feel like it's, it's late January. Those conversations are going to start. Oh, this is bullshit. Booker's not an all-star because he didn't put up the stats. Good, I don't care. I don't care. Win games. That's all we care about. Win games. Now, when they release the All-Star game, just remember that I said this because I'll probably forget.
2: <laughs> yeah, but it's not It's not, It's not. not really the stats. It's just uh, the relevant um, of Book, you know, just around the time where everyone's voting, right? He's not really out there. I don't know about he is out there smoking tweet and stuff. But when those comments were released by Woj about the depth and stuff like that, who else did you really trust? I mean, I, of course, I trust Nurk, but besides the big three. Nurk. And then I trust Grayson Allen. That's who I trusted at that time. I didn't really Mm -hmm. trust Eric Gordon, how things were going for him. You didn't really trust anybody else. But after those comments, you saw all these other guys step up. So I'm just saying, because I do buy into the fact that what Woj releases is a little bit of the truth. It's it is has to be because he's always right. And he is right. Word of the Lord. I really do think that maybe that helped get this bench and these other guys going, right? Because it's just like, shit, man. Like, we got to prove ourselves. It was a perfect point to where Vogel started um, putting other guys in and they started showing out. So it kind of helped in that way, I feel like. So it was kind of a good thing, I feel like. Maybe a blessing in disguise. Who knows?
1: No, I completely agree. And when you talk about uh, uh, Yusuf Nurkic.
0: Nurkic.
3: Oh.
1: I feel like every podcast we're having new adjectives and new ways to describe his game. So I'll ask you this question. What do you think the over under on concussions for Yusuf Nurkic is going to be this year? Cause that <laughs> motherfucker gets hit in the head every fucking game.
2: <laughs> you know what? I think his head is so big and hard. It doesn't even affect him, man. So zero, I'm going to okay. say he's had zero this year, maybe a few little bumps, but he doesn't really feel it. He's all acting. He's if he touches his head, if he's like that, it's all acting for the refs.
1: What about it. when Draymond Green fucking punched him in the
2: face? Total acting. <laughs>
1: just a <laughs> just a right hand. Get to this his. guy. They're good. They're they're playing the Clippers. I know it's here. It's not in L. A. But get this guy a star in Hollywood. He's acting it. It's great. It's a fantastic. No, I, playing against his former team tonight. Yusuf Nurkic, you know, six of eight from the field. 18 points, good, efficient game, seven rebounds, five assists, two blocks, a steal, uh, one of two from beyond the arc. Matthew, he finally hit another three pointer. I mean, how do were we for that? And, and he had the one walk into three point shot. I'm like, no, like now we're just getting stupid. Like he's walking into threes entering this game. But uh, he is hit. What, what do you say the over under is on total threes that he's hit thus, thus far this season?
2: Uh, what 11.
1: I'll t- tell you this. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. He's shooting 26.1% before tonight.
2: Oh, yikes. Uh, Yeah, I'll go. What well, he made 11. That, that's my guess. Yeah.
1: Okay. He's made 18. This was his 19th okay. three-pointer that he's made thus far this season. So good to see him finally hit one, whatever. <clears throat> but again, going against a team that has depleted interior depth, Uh, he held his own. He didn't get a bunch of rebounds because he was doing so, – and I used to talk about this with DeAndre, and I hate to – Oh, fuck it. I don't hate to go back there. I'm going to compare these guys all the time because guess what? That's who we just stared at for five fucking years with Deandre. And one of the things that used to drive me crazy is if he didn't get the rebound, he didn't do a good job boxing out. So his team could get the rebound. And you see that a lot with Nurkic. is he's, he, he knows how to box guys out. He's big. He's burly. He wants to get guys off the ball. If he gets the rebound, great. If he doesn't, the team is learning how to rebound around him. And that's been a challenge with the Suns at the front end of the season is he would, box out, but no one else would go uh, attempt to try to get the rebound. What happens? Offensive rebound for the opposition. You're starting to see that change a little bit. You're starting to see those offensive rebound numbers come down. We only gave up six offensive rebounds in this game. Whereas the last game we played against the magic, I think they had six in the first half. And we gave up one in the second half. Those two consecutive games in which uh, John Tran, he totally out re- rebounded eight tonight. That's facts. Uh, but it's two consecutive games where we're negating those extra possessions because the Suns are still turning the ball over at a high clip. Unfortunately, there's still a team that entering tonight uh, turns the ball over. I think it's 15.1 times per game. That's 14.8, uh, which is 23rd in the league, which means they're the seventh worst team at turnovers, right? So because of that, you have to try to negate opposing uh, uh, possessions as much as you can on the offensive glass, not allowing those. Now they allow 10.7 offensive rebounds a game. That's 17th in the league. So I think that, you know, they're middle of the pack when it comes to rebounding in their totality. Uh, but again, it's, it's the work that, that Yusuf Nurkic does. It's the engagement that he has, and it's his ability to just throw his head into a defender and then sell it as a foul.
2: Yeah, and he'll he'll make him feel it on the other end. But uh the best thing about Nurk is tonight did to support Bulbul releasing a photo of him on Twitter, supporting his teammates again. That's what he does. I look I look forward to it after every game. Uh Nurk is um by far, I think he's just my favorite son right now, man. I think if I had to choose one jersey to get, it'd be Nurkic. It definitely well, the great, would
1: be- the great thing for you is you already have a son's number 20 Jersey that used to be Josh Jackson. True. And then you, and then you put yeah. duct tape over it and it was sorry. That's going to stay though. But no, now what you <laughs> need to do is get like a, a different colored duct tape. And then like, Make it angled so you can kind of see the Sarge behind it, but now it says Nurkic. Like,
2: okay, yeah, just add on to it because I can't take Sarge away, man. He's or
1: or or put it on the bottom of the twenty. You know,
2: yeah, okay, yeah, I'll (laughs) I'll mess around with it. Who knows if you if you see that in the next game, you know that's me because
1: none of the Jamsters are buying you a a Nurkic jersey. We tried for years to get them to buy you a Cam Johnson jersey, and nobody (laughs) did it. So that's just kind of the way it goes. And there I go. I saying that's the way it goes. I'm I'm this close. I got to add that. I always forget. That's yeah good. well I w- it's just like you when you say uh, two as well
2: hey it only happens once every six episodes now I know so but like you remember
1: you, you every time you do it you remember it and that's like the frustrating thing is as we do that whoa shit the five over there better talk about somebody else real quick who do you want to talk is there anybody else we want to talk about oh mm-hmm. you know what
2: there was a
1: re- there-, there was a return tonight ish going down ish. I'm yelling wait right you better move you better dumb Ish Wayne Wright returned. this gracious. <laughs> gracious! Great balls of fire. <laughs> Wayne returned. Had five points for the Portland Trail Blazers. One of three from beyond the arc. One of four overall. Had a rebound. Had a block in twelve minutes played. Love you, Ish. Don't miss you on the team.
2: No, and that hair, dude. I don't know. I don't know, man. I think he wants to go. Princess to Leia look,
1: huh? Disneyland. He looked like Mickey Mouse.
2: He did. It just reminded me of Princess Leia though more than anything at first. <laughs> Before I heard the Mickey Mouse one, yeah. Is now, there was love, something Jacob love
1: ish Wainwright what love what he did for this organization and good to see him back and healthy because obviously he got yeah. waved by the Phoenix Suns picked up by the Portland Trailblazers and then has had uh, issues ish issues if you will as he's been trying to come back so he's finally getting some playing time for him um, but good to see ish back in there was a, a quick little you know welcome back ish tribute before the game started and the, and the fans went uh, appropriately wild for him, appropriately wild. You did say Chamezzi Metu, and you're right. The guy who got the start with Kevin Durant out tonight was Chamezzi Metu.
0: Hey, I just
1: met you.
3: And this is crazy, but here's my number four. So call me maybe.
1: I'm really glad that Chamezzi Metu has been playing at the level he has recently because he possesses all of the intangibles that you need to be successful. Uh, in the NBA and with the attitude and the effort that he puts into it, it's nice to see that to uh, equate to production for him. You talk about like Josh Akogi, right? You talk about Kade Bates-Diop, okay? If you could combine those two players into one guy, right? A guy who's got the physical intangibles, a guy who's got the right attitude and effort, it kind of be Chimetsi Metu. Now, obviously not as engaged on defense as an Akogi would be, but he's got... He's got what I like to see out there on the court. Like, I'm comfortable with him out there. Granted, not a great three point shooter. Entered tonight, shooting 31.4% from Beyond the Arc, but he went two of four from Beyond the Arc tonight. He had 14 points. He had five rebounds. He had an assist and a steal. And being one of the two players who essentially would make up the minutes with Kevin Durant out, when you combine those two players, right? You take the 11 that Bull Bull had, you have the 14 from Chimetsi Metu. You got 25 points out of the KD spot tonight. That's how you win ball games and that was just good team basketball and Jimmy Metu was at the center of it.
2: Yeah, speaking of team basketball, man, Metu is like always the first option really for these guards coming in even if it's even if it's Okogie running even if Kogi has the ball he's bringing it up. These they're looking for Metu cuz he's always on the run to the rim or he's always making sure that he'll follow up on the offensive end to grab a rebound if it if they miss. Because he has like the actual athleticism and the the speed at that size to get back defensively, so he can kind of chance it. And I love that about him. But always drawing the contact, too, man. I think the last wow. 11 games, he's averaged 18 minutes and two free throw attempts per game. Doesn't seem like a lot, but a guy coming off the bench is sometimes getting the star. I think that's really big for him. Um, because before that, he was 11. In 11 games, started the season, seven minutes played. He only averaged a little under a half of a free throw a game. So he kind of stepped it up. And I, I think that um he's the one guy that's been consistent, but you always want to make sure that these guys like met too, when you say, Oh, they're consistent stuff like this. They're not making the mistakes too that kind of like
0: bingo that, that
2: just risk every game. It's like, Oh, it's the same shit, right? He's kind of evolving, man. Like he really is. I think he's a one player. who continues to evolve because you still don't know exactly what you're going to, like you said, his three point percentage is down, but we know he's a good shooter, right? So maybe that'll evolve over this time being, but He's a guy you can definitely count on. I feel like.
1: Well, he—it's not down. It just—it's always been bad, right? Like his best shooting season was three years ago, and he shot thirty-five point one percent from beyond the arc. Last season with the the Sacramento Kings, it was twenty-three point seven. Like he's just not a great three point shooter. But he has the intangibles. He has the athleticism to be a productive player in the NBA. And, and as you mentioned, as long as he's not doing dumb things out there as long as his rotations on the defensive end are solid his athleticism is going to make for a lot of great plays and we saw that on the on a play where eric gordon got the steal passed him and he just outruns everyone and dunks it and that's the athleticism that you need uh from your uh, most of the time second team players but tonight with the first team to to win games like this and again uh I, i continue to like what i see that's been my challenge with Bull bowl, right? Like when I watch bowl bowl on defense, there's a lot of boneheadedness that I've seen in the past again, and only 19 minutes played this season, but entering tonight, I hadn't been impressed by bowl bowl on defense tonight. I was unbelievably impressed with, with bowl bowl on the defensive side, his rotations, his recovery. That's been one of his challenges. As a perimeter defender, people blow right by him because he's not fleet of foot and you can get by him and he's not. And you and due to his lack of physicality. You can go right through the guy. But he let it happen a couple times tonight, and then he recovered appropriately, either deterred the shot, or as you mentioned earlier, had a block shot with Josh Akogi on it that they ultimately gave to uh, uh, Josh Akogi. Uh, yeah. Lazy Sasquatch says lazy passes sometimes. And I do agree with that. That was the challenge I feel like at the front end of the season, but it's not something that we've seen recently, I feel. And that's another thing that I noticed. Uh, and he did have two turnovers in this game, but that's one thing that I noticed. <clears throat> while watching tonight, is the Suns are taking care of the inbound passes, right? Every team, we talked about this about five, six episodes ago, where the Suns are telegraphing every inbound pass. And teams know, hey, after you hit a shot, act like you're going to run down the the court and then just turn real quick, and a steal will be sitting there for you. And you see the Suns taking that moment to pause now and they'll get ready to throw it in and the the defender will jut and they won't throw it in. In the past, those were easy turnovers. So you're starting to see just holistically as a team, smarter basketball is being instilled. And these were the challenges we've had at the front end of the season. Now, granted, the the team's 18 and 15. They're the eighth seed in the Western Conference. We have a long way to go. We're beating beating bad teams. It's time to start beating some good teams, my friend.
2: Yeah, and I think that, The biggest takeaway, really, from tonight and maybe the last two games are the turnovers are up still, but they're not impossible. I'm not saying just because they're winning, but during the game, I know in the past when they would still put up 21 turnovers, like, dude, those are terrible turnovers, right? I feel like most of these turnovers are just kind of getting used to each other and they're not very lazy like they were in the past. So that's the best take I can have from those turnovers, even though it looks bad on the stat sheet. Not noticeable as much.
1: Well, they're not unforced turnovers. Like when the turnovers happen, it's because the opposition forced it, right? Like they read a passing lane or uh, they got an offensive foul, things of that nature. We saw it from Portland tonight. A lot of issues that the Suns had earlier the season where a guy would cut and they'd throw the ball to where the guy was, not to where he's going. Yeah. And that's where the Suns were. Now, again, they still need to bring it down. Like, I'd like to see a few games where we have, like, six turnovers. Like, that'd be great. But at the same time, they're not as as bad as as uh, as they've been in the past. You were hanging out on the subreddit tonight, right? I was. All right. Let's see what was going on on the subreddit for the Portland Trail Wizards. This got to be good. The Suns Jam Session Subreddit Stakeout.
2: happy new year's little mama oh uh-huh. oh oh a little snort in there mixing up the the two disguises oh and dolly parton came out too i'm just oh, all over whoa. the place man you're all over
1: the wow when you yeah. go to they always say keep court keep portland weird or keep portland strange
2: what the keep, keep it weird yeah something
1: like that well you did both yeah. right there you were elvis and dolly parton all at the same time that was impressive
0: <laughs>
2: yes i was and uh Whoa. someone's got to put bowl on whole milk that was the first comment that i <laughs> on saw whole milk? on whole milk yeah you gotta <laughs> beef that guy up a little bit i think that's what that's, they're trying to say right
1: oh yeah that's pretty funny
2: oh shit the hot ref is there lol so they started going <laughs> on and on about the hot ref i think it was the one that luca was hitting on that one game do you remember that little- i do remember that yeah yeah, yeah. that was that one that, so that asshole Uh I I like this one. Scoot is such an obvious superstar. I think it's coming. I think I see it. It's there. It's coming, dude.
1: All right. Not a superstar, maybe an all-star. Let's let's talk a little bit about Scoot Henderson, right? Uh you don't have to do it in the Elvis accent. You could if you want. But led the team in scoring for the Portland Trailblazers tonight. Uh total of 17 points on seven of eighteen shooting, you know, the six assists. Do you think that he's got the potential to be a superstar or is he just gonna be like a decent guard in this league?
2: No, he does because he has the right attitude. He had a rough start to the season, but the way he's like, going to pick himself up, it's perfect. It's what you want to see from these guys. On a bad team, too. Like, you know, I mean, they got talent and they're young, but he's learning and he's had the opportunity and he's not getting the calls yet to under the basket. I feel like he I feel like he gets fouled a lot. He's not getting the calls. So once he gets that, that point total is gonna go up. But I definitely believe in this dude. Okay. Do okay. You, not? you don't think so? Uh, you don't really see
1: it. I don't. I think that he does have the physicality he has the right attitude but who he is as a guard is somebody who isn't necessarily consistently successful in this league right the the best guy I guess I could compare him to is Jalen Brunson right like short stocky uh likes to finish around the rim physical but you have to have more to your game than that and he's he's really he can't shoot like he can finish around the rim, but he can't shoot, you know, thus far the season, 22 games played, not including tonight, 28.7% from beyond the arc, 37.2 from field. you know, total field goal percentage again, rookie uh, second overall pick. Like you said, attitude is a lot and he's going to get the opportunity to grow and blossom in Portland. I just don't know if I see, I, if I see it yet. And, and part of this is because he's on my fantasy team. And he's done me wrong all year uh and i'm sure that i'm biased because of that
2: no it's all good man um i I think Uh in a year in a couple years a little little mama (laughs) you know people in vegas dress up as me it's kind of creepy isn't it i don't know why they do that (laughs) not even me um moses it might be time to pursue a new dream bud the guy that did the splits tonight (laughs) Holy hell, he did the splits, and then there was a dunk right after by Nurk. That was yes. the play of the game, right? <laughs> yeah, Mo- Moses Brown. He it Sarge never yeah. did the splits. <laughs>
1: no, no, Sarge just fell on his ass in 37 different ways. Moses Brown, I think he played like a total of four minutes against the Spurs in their last game, a game that Portland won. But I think he was out there, like Victor Wemiama was out there like, nope, this got nope, this ain't happening. And they just went small. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. uh, I, I was just glad he was okay after doing those splits
2: yeah i know that looked like it hurt dude but he, they're flexible in a way uh we miss aiden's rebounding i said go fuck yourself
1: <laughs> did you don't say that
2: support Aiden? no but i did what? In my head i wrote in my notes <laughs> go fuck yourself dude. i comment don't...
1: sometimes on the on the on oh the do you? Okay. Opposing teams reddit
2: yeah i just don't i just i'm not even logged into reddit i don't even want to start going down Reddit. i'm already kind of sucked into instagram a little bit and i'm just like i can't
1: I down I download or I, or I downvote a lot of anti sun sentiment on there. I'm like another way. Like, Who's in here downvoting our shit? I'm like,
2: it ain't me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm like I'm Batman. It's it's Whoops. Batman doing it.
2: Well, don't tell me you're Batman. All right. uh Genuinely curious why Wainwright is on this team. More like ah, shit. Ouch. Wainwright. Ew. Oh, rude. That was they it. are, they are
1: rude. They are rude up there in Portland. They're keeping they a little are, too weird. Are. The Sun's Jam Session, subreddit stakeout. All right, Matthew, anything else from your notes that we are missing? That was it. That was it. All your notes are done.
2: That was all I had. Well, all right then. Jam star of the game.
1: Can't believe I'm going to do it, Matthew. It's Bull bowl, bowl motherfucker. <laughs> yeah! Bull, Bull is on the list for Jam Star of the Game. I love the energy he brought tonight, his versatility, his uh, engagement, and his defensive rotations are Jam Star-worthy. So, yes, Bull bowl is Jam Star of the Game.
2: Me, too. And the post-game interview, um, that lady, whatever her name is, goes to her, too, for having an interview with Bull. bowl I'm way up there. Fugert? I can't hear. I can't hear you. That must be frustrating as hell. Tiny their best. too. Yeah, I know. They're always really small in real life. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to give it to Bulbul, obviously. Has to be. It might be his only time this year, but maybe not. Maybe i will get a second one.
1: Yeah, we're getting a lot of Beal and Bulbul in the in the chat. So thank you to everyone who is watching along live. Hit that thumbs up button while you're hanging out here. Um, but, yeah, Bull bowl. So there you go, guys. See, that's not eating crow. That's just acknowledging that Bull bowl had a good game. Like I said, I don't love Bull Bull, but I loved him tonight. All right, next up for the Phoenix Suns, Los Angeles Clippers come to town. This is the first time that the Suns have played against the Clippers. and I believe they're playing right now. Am I correct? I think they're playing. Is it the Pelicans? Who are they playing tonight? They had like an 830 start. Let's see, LAC. They're playing Miami, and they're up 16 yep. with eight, eight left in the fourth. So they're going to go. Uh, to 20 and 12 on the season. They are currently fourth in the Western conference in the standings. Uh, They lead the Pacific division. This win will not propel them to the third seed. You know, it's Timberwolves, Thunder, Nuggets, Clippers, Kings, Mavericks, Pelicans, and then your Phoenix Suns. So talk about the Clippers, Matthew. Are you excited for this matchup?
2: (laughs) No, not at all. Um, We were talking about the the (laughs) perimeter defense and, uh, how it's pretty trash still. I mean, tonight was a little bit better against the Blazers, but yikes, man. Um, trying to guard, you know, I gave a lot of shit to the Clippers about Harden and him joining and how they fucked things up, but this team is definitely back to that spot where you don't want to face them in the playoffs, obviously, far away from it, but the way that Harden's playing right now, out of his mind in a way, and if Kawhi continues to play the way he's playing, and then you forgot about Paul George, it's mm-hmm. it's a good-looking lineup they got there, man.
1: Yeah, and it's probably part of part of the reason why Kevin Durant sat tonight is they wanted Daniels to rest Heist up too. as much Sorry. as they can. Uh, yeah, Ty, but tyson has been playing well He's for this team, so
2: yeah.
1: They're they're a team that won nine consecutive games. They lost a couple games. They're going to be on a three game winning streak entering this. Uh, looking at some of their statistics overall from an offensive rating standpoint, uh, they are ninth in the league. Defensive, they're twelfth. You know, seventh overall net rating. That's a good team. They figured out their rotations between Harden and Russell Westbrook. I think that that's been kind of the the changing moment for this team is when Russell Westbrook said, you know what? I'll go ahead. I'll come off the bench. So 31 games played for Russ and 10 of them are starting. The other 21 he's been coming off the bench. So this is a team that we talk about sustained offense and they can throw a lot of different looks at you. They've got some physicality with the Vita Zubak and then like I said, Mason Plumlee and as you mentioned, Daniel Tice on the interior. They've got stellar guard play with Harden and Westbrook. And then they got fantastic forward play with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. So this is a team that's going to come at you offensively uh, over and over again. And we know how the Suns defense has played thus far this season. A lot of the great things that we saw this evening against the Portland Trailblazers, it's going to be hard to replicate because this is a team that does a good job uh, overall taking care of the ball. They are the 12th best in the league when it comes to turnovers. They force a ton of turnovers as well. Um, they have what they're seventh in the league in steals, they're sixth in the league in three-point percentage, 37.8%. So I mean, this could be a tough game for the Suns, that's for sure. Now, granted, the Suns are playing well right now. We got things kind of vibing, things are moving well. Devin Booker, if he goes four or sixteen though, in this game, the team doesn't fucking win.
2: No, not at all. This is actually a game where I predict, you know, the Clippers are just beating that ass in the first three quarters, right? And then the Suns make a comeback, push it to five, maybe four. But might not finish the job. That's the way I see this, and you know what? That's not really a panic for me. I just think the Clippers have really gotten their stuff together. I know they, I think they won like two of the last three, maybe, but um, or yeah, lost two out of the last three. Um, no, but they
1: they've won their last two. It'll be three after tonight.
2: Okay. Okay. Cool. I know they were like on a two game losing streak. There. That's like, right. Yeah. Hell yeah. Let's yeah. go.
1: Welcome back to Earth, because that was after yeah. nine consecutive Welcome wins.
2: won two in a row. Um, but I really, I don't think the Suns win this one. But it's okay. It just it's the amount of effort they can. Show us against this Clippers team, and if they can hang with this Clippers team right now, just the way that the Suns are kind of get back into things. That's what I'm looking for.
1: Yeah, I just want to enjoy a good basketball game, and that's what this one's going to be. Uh, it is going to be a seven o'clock game. It is not on national television. That's interesting.
2: Is that Wednesday, right?
1: It's Wednesday, yeah. So it's not not a nationally. Mm. So interesting. Mm. So that is we are we're waiting to hear from the Suns, see if both you and I can go. So we shall see. And it might just be you because I'm not feeling good. So on that note, you got anything else, brother? That's all I got. All right. Well, happy new year, Jam- ladies and jamsters. We appreciate you hanging out with us. Hit the thumbs up button, subscribe, rate, review. If you're listening to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, click the five stars, write a little review. We'll read it right here on the pod. We appreciate it. Uh, and yeah, an unbelievable night for Bow. Bowl, and that's all I got to say about that.
2: Yeah. Go and love your family.